This is Meet the Movie Press. It is April 19th, 2019 on the show today. Hey, we're skywalking here. Avengers Endgame spoilers. No spoiler, no likey. And Cena Suicide Squad and $6 billion, man. Plus, Curse of La Llorona and Hell Satan. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is April the 19th, 2019. Buenas dias, muchachos. <laughs> Buenas dias. Buenas dias, muchachos. Dias. I thought I'd do that because obviously the big film of the week is a representation of a well-known Latinx folklore. Um, we're going to be talking about that, The Curse of La Llorona, later on. Uh, surprisingly, uh, I liked it. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, guys, who are you? Where uh, are you from? Where can we find you? Dimitri, welcome back for First of all, you please. It's great to be back, and uh, yes, you can find me here on uh, the fabulous Meet the Movie Press. I've missed you guys. Really. We've missed you. Yeah, You've been away for two weeks. Sure, it, it feels like longer, but it was, <laughs> it, but it's been great. It's, it's great to be back. So yes, you can find me here at Meet the Movie Press. Also, Anatomy of the Movie at some point. It's just on hiatus. Fine. Uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I could also say that now I am part of the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society. I was about to say that. Congratulations. Thank you. So Congratulations. Place be fine. Thank you. Thank you. So, it's, uh, it's an honor. My, my knee-jerk reaction is to always go with Groucho Marx. Uh, I will be part of no organization that would have me as a member. But... Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I put that aside and I said, okay, thank you very much. This is an honor. And Scott Menzel. Hello. How are you? Good. I'm good. Good, 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 good. my friend. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. L-A-O-S-E-S. His favorite show is back today, 11 a.m. It's a kick-ass Scrabble school. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make sense, but it's a kick-ass Scrabble school. And in case you're wondering who the fuck I am, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Always appreciate you guys getting involved in the show. Uh, without you guys, there is no show. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, okay. If you're already in the chat room, a lot of people are already uh, uh, taking part this morning. And, of course, the chat is a big part of the live show. If you yes. really... If you listen to the show uh, after we've done it live, um, it, it really is great if you can ever make the, the chance to, to take part in it live because we really do appreciate that interaction. Uh, without you guys, and, there's no point and, in us doing this. Can I say something to you? You moderate the chat mm. fantastically. Thank you. And above and beyond other podcasts that try to do it, yeah. uh, we can all learn from you because you really do a great job of, in, of, of inclusivity with everybody. So. Oh, now that means I've got to read everybody's thing. He's just so no. professional, isn't he? I, I That's just really, Simon Thompson. Yeah, well, I... That's Simon Thompson. I, I, but I... I no good deed. That's fine. Uh, let's, let's get to these people that are waiting. Uh, Star, thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. Uh, Star Drew. Hey, D-Movies. Happy hey, Good Friday, everybody. Uh, glad to see Star Carl Drew. Weathers in Star Wars Project these days. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Uh, Fishman Dildo. Uh, there's an emoji there. Good to have you in, Fishman Dildo. Uh, Senor Nerd. John Cena and The Rock are both in the same universe. Not WWE. The Poop Shoot Productions. Old Republic movie. Just shouting things. Doesn't make them happen. Uh, Dimitri is in there. Hello, Dimitri. To the show. Uh, Star Drew, why does everybody, why does everyone, John Cena is King Shark now? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. A lot of people in the chat also saying hello to Scott Boswell, who's in there this morning, Zeno Hour. Uh, good Friday to you. Uh, yeah, lots of people in there as well. Uh, Senior Nerd, Obi-Wan vanished in A New Hope. Yoda vanished in Republic. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Luke is dead. Deal with it. That's a happy start to the show. Uh, let's talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, because obviously, as we were ending the show last week at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, where you were, Dimitri, Yes. Uh, that was where the trailer dropped like two 
few minutes before the end of the show. We gave our live reactions at the end of the show. There was Scott, myself, and Kit. Um, uh, genuinely a trailer that gave me goosebumps. But, Dimitri, first of all, what was it like being in that room with everybody watching it at the same time? In incredible yeah it really was the the entire panel was fantastic and you know there was a little bit of a spoiler but it was amazing when they when they trotted out uh lindo caris and billy d williams yeah and you go oh, oh my god there was just i tweeted about this there was this moment of star wars clarity mm. that you go oh of course he should be in this it made total sense the crowd erupted and then you we they debuted the trailer and lando's in the trailer and it was amazing um i'm not sure if you were able to see this happen uh because i don't know when they cut off the live feed but the when the trailer faded into dark it went into black uh all the lights went down and then the lights on the stage, uh, like a minute or so after, came back up, mm. and Ian McDermott was on the stage. Wow. And this is after the Palpatine laugh, right, at yep. the end of the trailer. And he's on stage, everybody's going nuts, and he, in his Palpatine voice, goes, Roll it again. And then the crowd erupts, and they played the trailer again for everybody. And it was it was just one of those moments where, like yourself, it got very emotional about mm. that trailer. Yeah. And I think the trailer nailed it. And I, I was like, Disney doesn't have to release another trailer. No. Like, no, they, they should just sparingly use this one through December. They'll probably make one more. But they can just get by using this. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I've already watched it like a dozen times. This has totally sold me on on the movie already. I'm 100 percent on board with this. I mean, we said on the show last week that it's it's the first time that I've seen a Star Wars universe trailer since The Force Awakens that that genuinely gave me the goosebumps. I was really impressed with Solo. I was very excited with Rogue One, um, but this genuinely it gave me that feel again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and this is coming from someone I've I've said this many times on the show that I'm I'm kind of like over this universe <laughs> this was the um the trailer that actually sold me you know I, I my initial reaction to it was like okay and then i went back and i watched it again yeah. and i'm like you know what i have hope for this now well i think we're at a really interesting point in this in this star wars universe where we have obviously the people like us who, who are around when the original movies came out we, we experienced the excitement around you know perhaps star wars but certainly um uh, empire and then certainly jedi we we lived through the prequels that yes. was our that was yeah. our own little our own little war zone, and then obviously we've got these movies, but we have a generation, two generations now, one that are building up on the prequels, which were their Star Wars movies, and we're getting people that are the, the you know the really younger end of the market who are the ones that have been following the new Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and exploring the other two. So I think we're at a really exciting, very very emotional, very powerful point uh, within this universe where it really has reached maximum saturation of of people appreciating their Star Wars, these stories coming together, these sagas coming together and really culminating. And I think it's a really... And obviously we have the spin-offs as well, Mm -hmm. which have got their own audiences, which we didn't have previously. And I think it really is... It's it's peak peak Star Wars, people. Peak Star Wars when it comes to that emotional attachment. And this one... uh too, because people know that this is the 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 end of the star the the Skywalker saga. Yeah, this is the that nine episode arc that that Lucas had envisioned way back when. Mm. So there's going to be that nostalgia factor uh, as well that'll get everybody going. But it was 
this trailer had everything that you would hoped. It really delivered, and it yeah. was very impactful. And also, there was a story this week saying <clears throat> that, in fact, that the movies that that, that, that Ryan's going to be working on, that the, the next set of next set of films are going to be going in a different. They're not going to see like continued characters. They're going to be a new part of this universe. I think that's a really good decision because I think we've reached saturation now, where you know we, we we're saying goodbye to characters like Luke, Leia. We said goodbye to Solo. Spoiler alert: if you're about four years behind. Um, <laughs> um, but but it, you know, and I think we now we really have to carve out and utilize. And again, we said on the show last week, so many of these characters from from other parts of this canon greater Star right. Wars universe that we now get to explore. We're going to very very respectfully lay this chapter to rest, mm-hmm. and then we're going to mm-hmm. start something new. And I'm really excited for that. A lot of people in the chat talking about this. Uh, John Harrison saying, "I'm actually looking forward to Rise of Skywalker, uh, but La- Mandalorian looks so cool. Indeed, mm-hmm. genuine. I was not." Not too excited about that, but from the buzz that came out last week, I'm very excited. Senor Nerd, uh, Obi-Wan vanished in... Oh, I've already read that one. Uh, let's have a look. John Harrison saying, I'm looking forward to the evil good force ghosts. Uh, Fishman Dildo, Luke will be resurrected like Jesus. Very poignant this weekend. Uh, <laughs> we call it the zombie holiday. Uh, Eon 001, unpopular opinion, but the Fallen Order game trailer got me more... Got Got me more hyped than uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Ashley Menzel in the chat. Good morning, Ashley. Uh, I thought this was done. Uh, no, 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 Mickey the money cow, Mickey the money cow. Uh, Eon 001, uh, not hating on the film, I'm just quite into gaming. No, absolutely. And I think that's one one thing, uh, I mean, sometimes I wonder if the Star Wars universe is too big, um, but everybody gets to find that little Star Wars corner, and I think that's really, really cool. And, and I can comment on that yep. Fallen, uh, that, was a, that was a great trailer, mm. and I think it was bringing back, uh, look, I will buy that game. And, you know, it's a single-player game, yeah. which is rare today. Mm. And this one, remind, watching this, it kind of reminded me of Force Unleashed, yeah. which was a really great Star oh. Wars game. So uh, I agree with him that that was a great trailer for that, but the movie trailer to me. Zeno Hour saying, Star Wars Episode great. Nine: uh, Rise of Baseless Speculation and Ridiculous Fan Theories. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, soon as, as soon as that dropped, oh ev- everybody God, yeah. had... A theory or a think piece, uh, which is you know uh, fine. It's great to have this interest, but it's kind of like uh, okay. Let, uh, sometimes we spoil these things for ourselves. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think you know it would be great if we just maybe didn't do that so much. MK Songbird saying someone on Twitter gets back in 2012 that episode seven uh, was going to be titled uh, episode nine was, was going to be titled the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, it was episode seven was going to be titled the Rise of Skywalker with the Emperor returning. Only a couple of episodes off. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that. I was very very impressed this week. And John Harrison saying J.J. Abrams really is a mixed bag of, as a director for me. Uh, while I do not like. Uh, MI3, Super 8, uh, Star Wars, uh, TWAS. Uh, but Star Trek is a great film. I hope he brings those qualities to Episode 8. Um, this, to me, from the trailer, does look like J.J. Nailbrahams, because he's nailed it. <laughs> I, I, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, somebody did something that was really... It was great, and... it. It's so obvious that it's right in front of you. If you the opening scenes of the new trailer, yeah, just uh, think of the plane scene of North by Northwest. Yeah, it's almost identical. Yeah. Um, regarding speculation, 
I'm not going to do it outside of the privacy of maybe my own friends around my fire pit having a cigar scotch because it's fun conversation, but I'm not going to do it on Twitter uh, either here. I want the movie to just wash over me knowing so little about it as possible. I will watch a theatrical trailer. I don't want to see behind-the-scenes footage until after I've seen this movie. This is the way a movie should be seen. Scott, any more thoughts on this? No, I mean, I'm really... I I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm actually really excited for this (laughs) movie. No, I can't. Um, I've been against it ever since Rogue One. Um, But... After this, I'm I'm really looking for how forward to how they close this. Yeah, and I I think J.J. Abrams is really a skillful uh, director, and yeah. I think he knows, you know, if not for nothing, I know some people have mixed feelings on The Force Awakens. I think even though I think that movie's okay, I think he knew exactly what to give the diehard fans with that movie. Absolutely, and that's why I think he's the right person to close out this new trilogy. Uh, Great. We're going to leave it there. Um, I'm just going to refresh everybody. Dimitri, where can we find you on social media, please? At DMovies1701. Scott, where can we find you? The other Scott M. And you can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to also like the show uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Meet Movie Press. We really uh, appreciate it. Coming up later on the show, uh, we're going to be talking about this week's big releases, The Curse of La Arena and the documentary Hail Satan. And also we're going to hear a story about that time... That what, one of these people sent drinks to a director and an actor at CinemaCon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. Uh, okay, Avengers Endgame spoilers. Oh, they leaked. Here we <coughs> you, go. You know, and the Russo brothers want you to avoid them. Why would you look at a spoiler? <sighs> Why would you actively do this? The better question is, I'm, so one of my friends brought this up, so I will give him sure. uh, credit for it. Fred Topal. He was mentioning on his Facebook two days ago, so glad they wouldn't screen us the movie because the junket was last week, but yet there's already spoilers out two or three days later. Yeah. Has it been ascertained as to how that happened? I mean, it had- there was a premiere already. Um, I forgot where there was it a was. fan event. There yeah. have been a couple of fan events. Yeah. Uh, there have been. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so the fans. I believe that in London they screened the same footage that they screened here in LA, which was uh, a behind the scenes featurette in one scene. I believe that's it's what they two, also... It was two scenes. Two scenes yes. and a behind-the-scenes featurette. Yes. Um, and I believe that was what they screened in London, the same they screened here. But there have been fan events or fan premieres in uh, Asia, I believe. Okay. Um, and so I, th- this, that might have been where this, this has come out of. But, I, I mean, I've deliberately been avoiding these because I oh, don't... I, it's I, like I, reading too. the last pages of a book. Why would you do that? And if you consider yourself a true fan, you would not do that. You will wait and you would go and see the movie. Why would you do I don't understand why you would do that. It goes by... Number one, why would you post it? Do you really need to wear that red cape? Like, do you, like is well, that think, what it's I, about? I, I think we're living in a thing? time where some, someone has to be first. Right. First, yes. yes. Yeah, first. Yeah. Gotta wear the red cape. And I'm like, oh, my but, God. And it's just... Again, going back to... Yeah. Start, I want to know as little about the movie... As, as as I possibly can yeah, in I this agree. social media world yeah, so that I can enjoy it for what it is, not what I think it should be. Mm. And, you know, after watching Captain Marvel, which which intensified my excitement to going into Endgame, yeah. I just want the movie to wash over me and watch it. John Harrison in the chat saying, uh, I'm not going to lie, I watched the five-minute leak. Um, I honestly <coughs> don't, I don't understand me. why you would do that. I honestly have no idea. Um, it, to me, I think it's also you spoil your own experience. You genuinely do. I don't think you benefit anything from it. If anything, it could potentially ruin the rest of the movie. 
You know, it's like we don't tell jokes by giving you the punchline first of all, and then they tell you the joke. Or yeah. you tell the main part of the joke and tell a completely different punchline. Because yeah. a lot of even, like, the Star Wars trailer, a lot of those that footage is taken out of context, mm. right? Yeah. So I don't know what footage was shown, and I don't know in which context to the to a three-hour movie it is either. Well, just so, I mean, just so you know, there's the premiere in Los Angeles on, on Monday night. Uh, it's going to be a seriously huge event, one of the biggest film events of the year here in L.A. Uh, for, for a movie premiere. And what happens with these premieres is when you go in, if you have a cell phone, they put it in like um, uh, a security scrotum, like a little a little nap, a little sack they put it in, and they seal it up and no one can open it for the entirety of the movie. And then when you leave the movie and you're, you're leaving or you're going to the party, they unlock this this pocket and you take your phone out and then you do whatever. That's to stop people like us taking pictures, being a wise ass, trying to spoil anything, or Mark Ruffalo accidentally broadcasting <laughs> a chunk of the movie from a phone near his ass. Um, and so they do that. And again, when I see this on film on Tuesday, I know when I'm on the Disney lot, as I go into that main theatre, I'm going to get the security scrotum, my phone's going to go into it, they're going to lock it, and that phone's going to be out of my hands and unaccessible for the entirety of the movie until I leave that movie theatre for the, for the 12th post-credit sequence. And they'll unlock it and they'll give me my phone back. And we're professionals. Why don't they do that for these other screenings? I don't, I don't it's, understand. It's very it. confusing. It's because very if anything, confusing. you can you can trust us. And if in our community, if anybody does that, you're out of it, it's the circle of trust. You deserve to be booted out. Right. Because nobody likes a wise ass. No. So that needs to stop. But then to have fan events or screen it for people outside of that, where you don't take phones off people it just seems it seems like a kind of an odd decision especially in a community that's that's global right yeah. if you, especially if you pay attention to the MPAA where you don't want stuff pirated yeah globally so i i don't understand it's like telling kids any, there's no santa right. it's yeah. what people in the chat are saying about this a lot of people have thoughts on it no santa uh, C- no santa okay cnbc reported that the footage leak came from someone who had clearance <coughs> to view the footage uh, mk songbird if that is the case then they need to seriously investigate who that was john harrison the leak definitely didn't ruin the movie just got me more excited it's a three hour five minute uh leak it, 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 it's a three-hour, five-minute movie. The leak is barely enough. Uh, Goldman Vision saying, Discipline? Question mark. It's a movie about a purple alien that snaps his finger. Yeah. But still, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want it spoiled. Uh, Eon001. Certain people love spoilers. Fair enough. But if you don't want spoilers, but you watch the clip anyway, then something is wrong with you. And I agree with that. Uh, Jenna James. So uh, MK, uh, um, uh, a Marvel employee or fired employee. That's salty. That's, that's a claim coming from Jenna James. We don't know who it was. Uh, Star Drew. I am just sure that people want to watch this movie without paying for a ticket to help for this movie. Uh, uh, I am just sure that people want to watch this movie without paying for a ticket. Uh, yeah, the, the rest of that sentence doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, jo- John Harrison, uh, I am a weasel. I couldn't resist watching it, Simon. Uh, I got taken down. It got taken down immediately, though. Yeah, and quite rightly, it should. It shouldn't be out there. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this movie is going to make over a billion dollars. Mm. I predict that it's going to make a billion within its first ten days, quite yeah. easily. I but perhaps so. the first seven days. The budget's five hundred million. <laughs> the budget is five hundred million. That's an insane amount yes. of money. But it's still going to make a huge amount of money uh, um, 
of on course, profit. Of but course. I don't think that some people go, well, it's going to make a huge amount of money. It doesn't matter if I pirate it or I do whatever, because there will be some people who will who will pirate this movie. Sure, absolutely, but I, it, it still it still hurts. And it's mm-hmm. and if you're if you consider yourself a fan, I think it's really disrespectful to do that. Go. I know it's not cheap to go to the movie theater, but you won't get the same experience. experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's you won't experience. get the same it's, experience. It, no, you will not. So, yeah, and and you know, and, and I guess an argument can also be made too that Marvel spoiled the movie when Sony released its you know Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Zeno Hour saying, so, I, I accidentally saw the spoilers the other day. Thankfully, they seem to be just out of context moments uh, than major plot points. I guess I tolerate posting on Reddit, but don't share it. You see, we shouldn't tolerate this. You should, we should report stuff like that. Yeah. I just don't, because people can stumble across this stuff accidentally. We all have something that we care about that we don't want spoiled. Right. You know, it, it can be Game of Thrones or it can be Avengers or it can be Star Wars or something. And I just don't think it's it's not healthy. It used to be so exciting to be waiting in line for a movie when yeah. you didn't know oh, how Empire Strikes days. Back yeah. was going to end. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and, and again, I'm, I, I get social media, I get the YouTube and everything, but I, I think it's the responsibility of the fan yeah. to either j- just don't watch it. Do you don't remember the good old days when there was one trailer? Yeah, yeah it was great. <laughs> you know? Like where I, I actually went into a movie and I was really excited about it because I didn't have 17 clips leading up to right. it and yeah. 25 TV yeah. spots. And yeah, I just, uh, I've always been in that trailer world, <sighs> even when I was at Universal back in the 90s working on Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's all we had. And, and, and the excitement built on Jurassic Park was so huge that even comic <laughs> strips like Calvin and Hobbes were writing about, I can't wait to see Jurassic Park. Yeah. Because all you had were those trailers. You would go and see movies because it had a certain trailer <clears throat> in front of it. Yes. I remember yes. that. I yeah. remember that too. You know, Absolutely. And you would want to, you know, you'd then go to school and you'd want to tell everybody, oh my God, I saw the trailer for blah, yes. blah, 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 in front of me, 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 me. Yeah. And it's great. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, it was blah, 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 one. That then became a yeah. blah, 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 and furious yeah, franchise. But, but me, 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 me was pretty good. It, yeah, it was it okay. Was, it was <laughs> fine. You know, I waited for it to come I out in home video. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but me, 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 still, you know, it's got his good points. Uh, Scott, I, I, I'm ready for J.J. Abrams. Me, 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 remake. Uh, Scott Boswell, I don't mind other people watching spoilers, but I hate it um, when some people post spoilers in wide open spaces. And this is what happens with social media. You know, this is what happens. We, we now have wider, more opener spaces than we've ever had before. And I just think it kind of sucks. Okay, uh, let's move on to something else. John Cena uh, is in talks to uh, suit up for James Gunn's The, Su- James Gunn. uh, James Gunn's the Suicide Squad. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. I don't think... I think in, in, in beef actor ratings, I've got The Rock, and then I've got Dave Bautista and John Cena kind of level. Because mm. when John is good, John is great. Yeah. When he's not, he's really hammy. And Dave Bautista is just fucking adorable. I love Dave Bautista. I really liked John in Bumblebee. Yeah. A little bit hammy, but I really liked him. And I've liked him in a couple of other things he's done. I think he's going to be a nice addition to Suicide Squad. I think he could potentially be a nice dramatic, but also mildly comedic foil to to the others. What do you think, Scott? I'm going I'm to be the negative Nancy on this one. I, I actually I don't get the appeal. I really don't. I, I don't. Um, you know, seeing him in Blockers, Bumblebee, I just feel like he's playing a very exaggerated version of himself whenever mm. I see him on screen. 
Um, it doesn't feel as natural as Dwayne Johnson or even Dave Bautista. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like he's trying too hard. There was that, what was that, Fireman movie we, he came out for at CinemaCon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it just, it's just him being him, and it's just, it's a little bit more exaggerated. And um, the only thing I would say is that it'll be interesting to see him in a movie like this, because I think he would actually have to be toned down instead of toned up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually very much appreciated him in Blockers. That's actually when I started to pay I loved attention. Him in blockers. I thought I he loved was him in very blockers. funny, and he showed that comedic side. I enjoyed him in Bumblebee. I think for Suicide Squad, he's fine. I think he's for whatever role has it been said what role he's going to be, or if they figured this out. I mean, there's been speculation. Yeah, there's so been various people saying various things. I think he's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I personally enjoy him because he does have that charisma even when he comes out on stage people like him mm. um whether he has the wrestler that's what right. i'm saying yeah. so it's like it's like when dwayne johnson walked into a room it's like it's that same energy and i think what it is is that there's been so many actors like that now yeah. that after a while i just kind of feel like ah this is this is old at this but point it, it, but you you kind of need it Two in this day and age for these particular movies, like like The Rock would come out. To, the Rock always has gone to CinemaCon like forever yeah. Yeah. now, right? Um, some movies, but if The Rock's good. in it, it becomes a rock movie. Yeah, but not an movies, ensemble piece. Yeah, but some Pretty of the movies much. have yeah. not been good. But he's still <laughs> there to promote them, and this is what I'm saying. You don't get where The Rock succeeds is in his promotion of the movie, even mm. um, like a Baywatch movie. He will promote it. He, so yeah. I he sure will. Well, yeah, it, but I appreciate <laughs> Whether that. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> but Exactly. But I appreciate that yeah. it, when an actor or talent does that. So I don't fault them for doing it, and I've enjoyed seeing John Cena lately in movies, so I think for Suicide Squad. Is it just me, or, or is John getting roles that Channing Tatum would have got two years ago? Yes. What's happened yes. to Channing Tatum? Because it was Channing, if Divorce. you wanted someone, well, but... <laughs> he did that uh, that Kingsman sequel. Yeah. That's, that's what he did. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, Channing, th- this would be oh, stuff yeah, that was like... that one too. This was, you know, this was like Channing Takeout. He'd be yeah. like, lining, <laughs> eating his nom 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 nom. He'd be eating his... I do nom 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 just as a spare pants on the screen. Uh, he would... Uh, yeah, he would. He, seriously, he would be lined. These would be like boom, 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 lined up. Oh, I know. But, See, boom, 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 boom. I have a different theory. I think he's taking the roles that now we know what The Rock is saying no to. And he's taking those. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to know. I don't want to know what The Rock's doing next. I want to know what he says no to. Yeah. <laughs> so these could be the roles. Well, you know. Yeah. Channing will take them. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm just surprised. Hollywood seems to have forgotten about Channing Tatum. Yeah. And I, 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 again, when you're talking about people who come out on stage and will promote movies and are very charismatic, I think, I mean, if you take John and you compare Channing, I think Channing has more, more charm and charisma Me than too. John. Me John's too. got the buffness, and I think he can do some pretty sweet ass kicking. Yeah. But I, I'm just kind of like, when I was thinking about someone, where's Channing Tatum? Maybe he's on sabbatical. She's the man, know. too. <clears throat> She's the man, too. Yeah. Uh, here's hoping. People talking about this. Uh, again, they're, they're still talking about the uh, the Avengers spoilers. Uh, Zeno Hour, Simon. Uh, what movie or show are you looking for, but um, uh, looking forward to, but got spoiled for you? There were quite a few, actually, um, over the last couple of years. Um, I've been fundamentally, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. You know, it's not like, a, yeah, I've avoided the zeitgeist. Um, I've just never got around to watching Game of Thrones, so I'm avoiding everything to do with that. Um, uh, one of them was Dexter a couple of years ago, The Wire. 
Um, I remember getting spoiled for me. Um, that was unfortunate. Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos. Walking Dead was one that I'm. I'm really sick of spoilers and reveals for The Walking Dead. I just want to watch the damn show. You know, part of the joy is the shock of these things, and we don't have that anymore. Uh, John Harrison saying, I don't even remember watching the trailer for The Dark Knight, Scott Menzel. Uh, uh, <laughs> Goldman Vision saying, if Empire Strikes Back was spoiled, people would be in denial and still need to see it. Spoilers don't I, make people not see the film. No, I don't think I, it doesn't no, make it doesn't. people not see... I don't think it makes them not see the film. I think it just spoils when you go in there, and it's jaw-on-the-floor-fuck-me moments, that you're like, oh, my God, and some of these things are... Uh, you know, they might seem disjointed or completely inconsequential, but you get in there and and it ruins it. It'd be like going, like, oh, yeah, do you like The Sixth Sense? I like the bit when he found out he could see dead people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm not sure Spoiler. of uh, uh, that person who wrote that, if he was around uh, when Empire Strikes Back came out. But if you had been waiting in a long line and somebody came out and Other said Vader, yeah. Luke is, you know, Darth Vader is Luke's father, yeah. that person would have been punched in the face. Yeah. Like, because people were waiting to get in there. Again, this is at a time when the word blockbuster was true because you were waiting in line because shows were sold out. Yeah. And if somebody came out and spoiled that, that person would have had his ass kicked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Goldman Vision John Cena equals King Shark. Uh, that is that is the character that's being <laughs> thrown around shark. at the moment. Baby Shark. King I'm looking forward to the dance. Uh, John Harrison, uh, I don't get the appeal of John Cena either. Um, he's always trying too hard. Yep. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, but he's also, I think, he's trying to help because he's trying to prove himself as as box office worthy. Um, John Harrison, uh, Roman Reigns in the Hobbs and Shaw trailer looks better than anything Cena has been in. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Uh, Scott can't see the appeal in John Cena because uh, he, he can't see him. <laughs> Oh, I don't understand that. That's uh, from Bumblebee, remember? Ah, him? yes, yeah. of course, of course. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it's Seriously. great. I, did. I was chuckling like a twat yeah, yeah. all the way through that. <coughs> uh, Fishman so Dildo, Gunn is a master at bringing out the best in his actors, and I'm confident that he will bring out the best in John Cena in Suicide Squad 2. Do you know what? I think he's actually... That's a really good point, Fishman Dildo. Um, <laughs> things you never thought you'd say. Great point, Fishman Dildo. Uh, because there are so many, there are so many actors like Dave Bautista. Again, is a really good example of this. But when Dave is great and giving really good direction, he can really like Blade Runner twenty forty nine is a great performance, a small performance. He's great in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and in other movies. It's sufficient for him purely to be beefcake. Right. Um, Chris Pratt, for me, I think can oh. be very patchy. He can be pantomime Chris Pat, mm-hmm. or he can actually be really good. And I think when Chris has a really strong director, he delivers something really good. I think Downey Jr. is another example of someone who can be really good when he's reined in and when he's refined and he's given, you know, proper structure. And then other times he can be fine or a little bit kind of, you know, around the edges. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, I think Robert Downey Jr. Again, I, he he plays himself yeah. and, as Iron Man. I mean, it's very, it's very. I think everyone has said this at this point. Um, I actually love his earlier work uh, when he was doing like smaller independent films. Yeah, uh, there was the one he did with Anton Yelchin, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, um, but he, he was great. Charlie, Kiss, Kiss uh, he, Kiss, he, Charlie Bartlett. Yes, oh, that's that it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I mean, I just, I think he has, kiss, kiss, bang, bang he amazing. has a really good. Uh, he's very charismatic too. Yeah. Um, you know, but with Iron Man, you know, he plays, you know, 
basically a version of himself. Um, but I, I think he he's a different story because I think he he kind of after his whole rehab thing, mm. I think his his acting has been based on whether he really wanted to do the role. Don't you feel that way? I do. Well, he he went through it was that Rise of the Phoenix yeah, kind of thing, yeah, and he became a different person, right? Uh, all, completely. So I think his acting and, and Iron Man bringing him back. Into the fold, uh, he did that movie with Robert Duvall that he that Robert Downey Jr. and his wife produced. The Judge mm. was it called oh, the, judge? Yeah, the, the Judge? Yeah, the yeah. Judge. I mean, not yeah. a great movie, but yeah. again, different from Iron Man. And you could see, yeah, he is a talented person. Don't forget Chaplin. Yes. Yeah. 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 See, when he's when he's great, he's really really great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Downey fan. Uh, I'm a Downey with that. Uh, <laughs> senior nerd. We're just uh, in the chat. And we're going to take a break in just a second. Uh, senior nerd. I legit missed uh, Channing Tatum. John Harrison. Channing Tatum would have been hilarious in Blockers. I think he would have been. Yes. Uh, Jenna James after that divorce. But I think actually Cena was really good in that because he was so awkward dad. I think he does that kind of like sort of nerdy, you know, body of a god in a nerd thing really, really well. Uh, Ashley Manzano, uh, what do you guys uh, think John Cena, who do you think John Cena is going to be playing in Suicide Squad? People have talked about King Shark. Someone else mentioned obviously there's uh, the Polka Dot character and there's another one as well uh, which has been rumoured. We'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, he hasn't signed yet. He's just talking currently. Uh, Ashley Manzano in the chat. The other thing with putting out too much content, this is going back to uh, content spoilers and trailers. The other thing with putting out too much content, spoilers, etc., is the film loses its punch a lot of the time, which is also a reason uh, why there was a greater divide between critics and audiences. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. You know, that's, that's a, a, a you know, development on the point that we, we made earlier. Ashley, really great point there. And people asking, Ashley, are you related... Uh, to Scott, yes, Ashley is Scott's wife, uh, not sister. Um, as someone else asked, Ashley's uh, it, it, Ashley and uh, and Scott are married. Uh, Jenna James, uh, nah, Happy Tatum didn't get Gambit. Uh, he would have been better for rolling Hush for DC or Vulcan uh, or Hyperion for Marvel. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're maybe in the next you know incarnation of the Marvel universe as some characters pass out. Maybe that's what we're saving, um, you know, Channing for. I mean, you know, Tatum or leave it. Um, <laughs> Oh, there you go. Xeno wow. uh, Hour. Uh, Justin Honey. Kroll said it looks like Cena will be playing uh, Peacemaker uh, as Dave Bautista had to pass. Interesting. So uh, we don't know is basically lots of people suggesting Disney things. Said, no. But we'll see. No, 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 no. I do not want to do your movie. We got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else in the chat that I just want to cover off at the moment? Uh, John Harrison saying, I think Robert Downey Jr. is purely doing it for the money right now. Uh, I think there's possibly an, an element paycheck. of that. Um, yeah, paycheck. Uh, and he wants, he also started, so he wants to finish. Yeah. I mean, there have been Marvel movies over the last couple of years that were meant to be quite different because Robert wasn't going to be involved at that stage. And then they reapproached him and he was like, I want to do it. So they rewrote. Um, fundamentally a huge amount of the movie in order to get Robert in and, and the Iron Man character. So, uh, yeah, so I think there's an element of, you know, there's plan A and there's plan D. Yeah, Danny I Junior. think there's an element of, you know, I owe a debt of thanks to Iron Man and oh, to the yeah. Marvel Universe, mm. and I'm not going to turn my back on them. No. And, um which I think is very commendable in this day and age. And as far as him doing it for the money, I mean... I, yeah, he's getting paid, but good God, at this point, how much more money does he need? Yeah. So I, I really think that in Lots. part he could have said another yacht, but but he could have said no a lot. Oh, I mean, but you know, he could have tapped out after th- Iron Man three. Like you were saying, I mean, in all fairness, 
The original Iron Man movie, I mean, I think I've started to get a little annoyed by the character because I feel like the character doesn't grow that much. Mm. Um, but I will go on record and say that that first Iron Man movie is still to this day it's a great incredible. Movie. It's a I great mean, movie. It, it really, to be the first film in this universe, it, it still holds up as one of the the ten best. No, I hundred percent agree. Uh, I'm going to take one more comment uh, from the chat, and then we're going to we're going to switch tack. Uh, I love this comment from uh, Goldman Vision. Dave Bautista can play the pickled ginger in my sushi lunch. He's incredible. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Oh. I don't know. Yo, you could be the pickled ginger in my sushi lunch. Wow, that's, right. that's a euphemism. Wow. wow. Yeah. Pickled. You want to pick up my ginger, right? My sushi lunch? What? Yeah, uh, okay, cool. It's not anyway, moving on crab. from that. Uh, but, okay, we're going we're gonna to switch tack. We've got a lot to cover before we uh, get to the show, so I want you to keep this story short. But uh, first of all, Dimitri, remind us where we can find you on uh, social media. Uh, at DMovies1701. Fantastic. Scott, where can we find you? The other Scott M. Fantastic. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, now you were at CinemaCon yes. uh, recently. It was great. Uh, you went Almost, out for, yeah. I'm going to truncate the story, yes. but I want you to tell the, the really sexy bit. Yeah. Uh, so you guys met up in CinemaCon. You yes. went out for dinner. Sorry I couldn't make it, but I wasn't invited. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to be. I, I wasn't, no, it's fine. I was I was working. It's fine. I wasn't there. I invited myself. It's totally fine. Totally you did. Well, you're not the only one that invited themselves along that night. Let's talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are looking for a place to go for dinner. You get yeah. To, uh, it's Nobu, right? Right. And you want to have a nice, a nice quiet room, have some drinks, have some good times, have right. some chat. Okay. So you guys uh, go into this special area of the bar, and you see this somebody. This is actually after dinner. We went to a cigar lounge, the okay. Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge. Lovely. Uh, which I'd been to before at Caesar's Palace. And I know that they have a back area. Mm. So I had suggested, let's go to the back room. It's not exclusive. Yep. Uh, usually people don't travel that far, and it's it's quieter and you can probably get a table or seating so walked there uh going to the back room the back room does have its own bar Mm -hmm. and it wasn't crowded there and two people sitting at the bar by themselves nobody was around them enjoying a scotch and a cigar was none other than paul feig uh director paul feig and henry golden and I just got to look who's at the bar. I said, <laughs> I'm going to go say hi. He's like, what? I said, yeah, what else am I going to get the opportunity? Because they weren't swarmed by studio people, publicists. Yeah. Or, they were just enjoying themselves. Uh, so I just took the opportunity to, to be a fan for a moment mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm a really big fan of your work. Uh, I love The Simple Favor, which I kept on messing up the title. We, because, everyone yeah, does. Simple yeah. Truth. Yeah, I know. So, I know. And... and uh, you know, and then Henry Golden had this amazing conversation. Uh, all in all, we had about a half hour conversation. They ended up coming over to our table that we ended up sitting down. Uh, I bought them uh, their next round of drinks. They came over, had an amazing conversation. Can I tell you, Henry Golden is a really down to earth, so approachable, and he loves the conversation in movies, as does Paul Feig. And it was great, and they were so kind and generous with their time uh, that the and it we had great conversation about Netflix, mm. the movie going experience, what CinemaCon is all about, and apparently the, the following evening there was some award ceremony. Henry Golden won an award. Uh, I was out with a colleague at another cigar lounge, and uh, I was telling the story about how we met. And he started laughing at me, and I was like, what's so funny? He goes, I just came from the award ceremony where Henry Golden won an award, 
and he said he was at a cigar lounge the other <laughs> night, and these guys approached him who were in the industry, and it was so great to talk because they loved the movies and the movie going experience, and they had we had this great conversation. He goes, he was talking about you, and I'm like, that's really kind and funny. Throughout the rest of that week, I ended up bumping into Paul Fee like about a half a dozen times. Yeah. They were just so nice, so gracious with their time, and so down to earth. There was nothing, there was nothing pretentious about them. Yeah. They enjoy being part of the conversation. They really appreciate it. So much so. Paul, Paul is a great guy. I'd be very, very lucky to, to have quite a lot of contact and interview Paul a number of times over the last couple of years. And some of his movies are, are great. I mean, uh, Simple last year was, was a tremendous movie mm-hmm. that didn't get enough love. Spy, I think, is underappreciated oh, oh, as, a, as a comedy. A Bridesmaids is a, is a bona fide the classic. Heat. Uh, the Heat, heat is, a yeah, really, is a great movie. Yeah. Seriously, the, uh, Paul's work, I think, is, you know, it does it does well, but I don't think a lot of people appreciate the, the skill that he puts into a lot of stuff. You right. know, I mean, you know, I mean, people have their issues with, with Ghostbusters, but I still don't th- I think that gets, a you know, a bum rap. But, um, you know, he seriously is a very, very skilled, yeah. very skilled master of, of sort of uh, cinema. He's really got a flair for this dark comedy. Yeah. And he's also, he is genuinely a really nice guy. It's so nice. I'm still waiting wow. for him. He promised me that one day he would put uh, the phrase spunk trumpet into a movie. <laughs> Paul, I'm still waiting for that, by the way. I just want to say. And, and, and Henry Golden, we had this conversation because, A, he's going to be in a movie called The Gentleman, yeah. which is another Guy Ritchie film. So we saw footage from that. Again, he's in all of these different roles, and he's in this last Christmas movie. Yeah, right, that Paul Paul's doing. Golden uh, is really on fire right now. Uh, incredible. He's really on fire. Incredibly on fire. And we, that's how this Netflix conversation started. And yeah, Because we, we brought up, I brought up the fact that Crazy Rich Asians was supposed to go to Netflix originally. Yes. It was, and then that's kind and of that's how it happened. And yeah. he talked about how they were gi- they were given an, an unbelievable amount of money. Yeah, and I'm like, well, and my my point of it was, yeah, but I go, you would have released on Netflix. Would we still be talking about Crazy Rich Asians today? Yeah, I, a year after its release and its global box office that it's done, the answer is no. Yeah, we wouldn't. You took the chance, I uh, believe it's Warner Brothers took the chance, released it theatrically. Look what it did for for the Asian community, but look what it did for movie-going audiences. And look what it did for careers, everybody's yeah. career. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he goes, you're so right. So I, it was it was a one of those moments that it, it's happened so rare, and I just took this chance, and I ended up meeting two great people. And uh, for me, I'll never forget, but... You know, they see so many people in their lifetime, but for me, it's a, it's, it's a great memory. And it's great to be able to talk to these people about, you know, share your passion and obviously, you know, get their, get their insight as well. Because we often talk about it from a speculative point of view and, and, and this side of the industry. It's really great to get that stuff as well. Yeah. Great guys. But can I also say, sometimes when you're out and you see people and, you know, the directors or the producers or their actors... They, they they just want to, to do yes. their own thing. I will I will share so, one real quick story. It, so um about a year or so ago, um my wife Ashley and I were sitting at Patty's in Studio City, I yep. think it is. And uh Haley Steinfeld came in to have breakfast with one of her friends, Bailey Madison. And we saw them and they literally sat right directly across and yep. I want and I just interviewed her a couple of like Days prior, for I think it was Edge of Seventeen. So mm. This might be more than a year. Um, and I and I said to myself, I really want to go over. And I said, you know what? No, they're here on lunch. They're just relaxing. Yeah. Let them do that. And you have to know your place. You you do. 
Because in, in a cigar lounge where everyone's kind of talking and chatting, it's a different environment yeah. than when someone's and, sitting down and they're just going out to eat with a friend. And it was in during CinemaCon. Right. So, right. you know, it, again, when am I going to have the opportunity? I didn't expect the conversation to go more than five minutes, to be quite honest. I just wanted mm. to say my piece, sit down, and it, it just ended up being much longer because they were... Truly yeah. into it, and that's great. But sometimes <clears throat> people don't want to be. So if you right. meet, if you ever come across somebody and they go and they're very nice and they're like, "Hello, thank you so much," just just <laughs> know when room. to leave. Right. Judge the room and know when to leave because right. these people all do deserve their their privacy Absolutely. as well. Some people take it better than others. We, they do not owe us anything. Right. So read the room, read it carefully. Okay, we're going to get to, to the week's big movies in just a second. I want to talk Six Billion Dollar Man. That movie is back on. Uh, it got sort of delayed for a while. Mark Wahlberg's obviously, I believe, still attached to that movie. Uh, it's going to be the Bumblebee director, Travis Knight, uh, who's going to be taking that on. Yeah. Uh, previously, I would have gone interesting choice, but off the back of Bumblebee, um, I'm really pleased with this. Really looking forward to this. A very capable hand. Scott, your thoughts on I this? Have, no, I have new respect for Mark Wahlberg after Instant Family. So now yeah. I'll, give, I'll give him a pass. I'll see, I'll see how he does. Plus, yeah. Travis Knight is amazing, so I'm down for it. I can't wait. I've been a fan of the $6 million man uh, since it was on TV. Steve Austin, yeah. you know, a man barely alive. I think this is it's ripe for a cinematic uh, revival. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, I hope that they more follow, say, the first season where there was the science fiction element of he, Steve Austin is basically an indentured servant. Yeah. Like, he's he's brought back to life. He's given these bionics so he can live. And because of it, it's like, okay, but now you're a government agent. And so the first few episodes of a $6 million man were, who am I? Yeah. Like, and, and why? Like, these guys, I didn't ask them to save me. But now I've got to work for these people. I, I hope it goes that route because it could be really good science fiction and great action adventure. Well, I'm Can't just wait. hoping that if he claims to be the $6 billion man, you know, he's got his taxes to... <laughs> show to prove it. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge set to punch up the Bond 25 script. Very good news this awesome. week. Very good news. I loved her in Solo. Uh, if you haven't seen Fleabag... Check out Fleabag. Oh, yeah. uh, seriously, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is one of the... And it's not, oh, because she's a lady. <laughs> she is one of the best writers. She has almost like a God-given knack for, for getting that tone right. Just nailing it. Mm -hmm. This is brilliant. This is an absolutely inspired choice. I, seriously, this made me so happy this week. You, some, Scott, pos some positive news for this movie. I feel positive, like, yeah, I feel like I everything's been negative about this yeah. movie. So that's and, was, and for, from what I read, it was Daniel Craig who oh, yeah? who, who yeah. really who, who made this, this happen. Yeah. Wow! I just think it's amazing. Uh, it, it, yeah, it'll lend credence. Uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see in here now. Yeah, uh, the, the, this dialogue and what she brings to characters or char Yeah, it's great. Character and again, I think this is the. I, I think this is. And we talk about this when it comes to diversity in the industry. This is a case of the right tool for the job, but also representation. Sure. And it's a case of she is absolutely made for this kind of thing, and I think this this fits really well. Right tool for the job and inclusivity. Yeah, and if this uh, is the last Daniel Craig too. Yeah. So he yeah, wants to go out with a, with the bang. Go up. Um, and if anybody's going to deliver a bang, it's going to be Waller Bridge. Very uh, wise. Okay, very quickly on trailers this week, Chance Play dropped. Uh, first full trailer for that we've seen teasers. Obviously this is Mark Hamill's uh, <laughs> voicing uh, Mark Hamill voicing Chucky. This is his Chucky. Uh, interesting. I'm actually... I, I mean, I'm, I'm on board. On this. I'm on board. Yeah. Me too. I was I'm very sceptical about this, yeah, but I'm liking the look about this film. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I like 
like how they updated it with the app and everything. It yeah. seems really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it you know, it's such a iconic character that it's nice that they did something new with it. They right. didn't just like copy the same old film. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that they updated it. And surprisingly, uh, Aubrey Plaza looks pretty good in the movie, yeah. too. She looks great. Looks great. Yeah. I think this Can't is going to do for toys what T2 did for robots. So, <laughs> uh, Also, we got another Dark Phoenix uh, trailer this week. A lot, A lot of people better. talking about this online. It does look better. Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah. I didn't even know Jessica I mean, the bar Chastain was set was. quite know, low, to be honest with you, with the last couple of X-Men movies and mm-hmm. what we've seen so far. It looks better. But they've always been like that. Don't you feel like yeah. it's like you have a great one and then you have a shitty one yeah. and then you have a great one and a shitty one? It it's sounds like, like the Bond series. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm looking the forward to Bond it. movies are like that. Too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. You know, it goes, like, okay, cool, yeah. I mean, it, I'm going to go and see it anyway, but, yeah. right. you know... It, it it was very well done trailer. I again, that's another movie. Like I'm just gonna take it right now. To me, it looks pretty good, and I'll let the movie, I'll let the movie like fend for itself as yeah. to whether it's good or not. Uh, John Harrison saying the reboot of Child's Play uh, has me excited. Won't lie, Jenna James. I don't like the wannabe It Stranger Things kids. It seems that there's gonna be <laughs> uh, gonna be for in Child's Play. It's fine. I mean, kids are kids. Uh, Star Drew, I'm not sure about Chucky. Maybe I will watch uh, until it comes out uh, on TV or a movie network. Again, mm. I think this is the kind of movie that if you're gonna see it, see it on the big screen and yeah. do it with an audience. You have to see it in the big screen. of horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week is a big one. I think you just, as you say, you have to see this in there. Yes. Okay, big movies this week. Uh, break, breakthrough. Did anybody see that? No. No. Not. Okay. No. Uh, surprised the... it has decent reviews, though. It, yes. Yeah, I'm very surprised about that. Yes. Under the Silver Lake sneaking out this week like a cheeky fart. Um, <laughs> this has been pushed back, pushed like, back so almost, many times. So many times. Yeah. Almost like three or four times. Uh, I know people are going to seek it out, but you're going to have to look quite hard for that. Uh, Little Woods. Um, seeing quite a little bit of stuff around that, but I, I didn't get to see that. I didn't this week. see it. It's <clears throat> uh, Tessa Tom's there. Uh, not, uh, jo- Joelle Monique did a, an interview with okay. uh, Tessa and. Uh, Nina DeCosta. Uh, right. It's on We Live Entertainment for this movie. She loved the movie. So go to WeLiveEntertainment.com to check that out. Uh, big movie of the week this week is uh, is The Curse of La Llorona. Um, it took uh, previews last night at 2.7 million, uh, which is which is kind of kind of fine. I mean, yeah. the first Annabelle did uh, 2.1 in previews, 2.3 million for Pet Cemetery a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so we're looking at approximately an, equen- an opening weekend. I think it's going to do about t- uh, 20 to 25, but uh, box office mode was saying about 17 looking at the opening weekends for the for the conjuring movies and the conjuring spin-offs the the lowest has been in the 30 mark so i'm kind of expecting this to be maybe as high as that but probably around the 20 21 to 25 your thoughts on that guys very quickly before we talk about the movie itself well it's we're 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 in an interesting weekend. Had this not been the weekend that it is, I'd say I'd agree with you. Yeah. However, historically, uh, Easter weekend, you lose a lot of box office on Easter, or Saturday night and Easter Sunday. Mm. It's the Easter Sunday isn't Christmas Day for going to the movies. Uh, the other thing that we're having is today is not only Good Friday, but it's Passover. Yeah, it so is. So oh, that's yeah. going to keep a lot of, like, you know... Depending on how religious you are, what your beliefs are in, you may not. A lot of people may not be going to the movies tonight. Mm-hmm. So I can understand the Thursday night two point five. I get that. I think that the seventeen to twenty to me seems um, seems fair. 
Uh, you know, a lot of kids are off of school, but again, it's a very high holy holiday for a lot of people. Yeah. And Saturday night's gross usually comes down, and and Sunday remains relatively flat. Yeah. So it'll be fun to find out because I, you know, we'll we'll talk about the movie in a little bit, but yeah. So well, no. let's talk about it now, actually, because we've only got a couple of minutes now left on the show. Um, <clears> so <throat> the Curse of La Llorona, we all got to see this this week. I did not. You see did it. not get to see it. Uh, some terrible reviews came out of this when it was South by Southwest. Um, mm-hmm. Some really damning reviews, which. I was very disappointed with. Uh, I, I found the Conjuring universe to be a little bit hit and miss. Um, I really didn't like Annabelle, the Nun. I was was not a big fan of. Uh, had a couple of good scares in there, but overall, I thought it was a very weak entry. Um, Annabelle Creation, I really liked, but for me, in the table of kind of the Conjuring movies, uh, this is above Annabelle. Annabelle's at the bottom, um, uh, and then it was the Nun, um, and then I would say. Uh, Conjuring 2 and then this. So this is kind of mid, mid-table mid for me in the Conjuring universe. Uh, better than I thought it was going to be. It had a couple of really decent scares in there. I mean, obviously this is uh, based on a, a, a Latinx folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a documentary, so this is not going to be a deep exploration of the folklore of this of this thing that parents use to scare children. This is not that kind of movie. Yeah. This is a Hollywood going, that's a good idea, let's make it something we can sell. Right. Um, and so I, it was effective. Watching it in the movie theatre, you were at the same screening as me, yes. Dimitri. There were people who were genuinely like hands over eyes, mm-hmm. you know, proper jumping and screaming, uh, which I haven't seen in a lot of horror movies, no. so I think it was quite interesting. Um, some, some good performances. I think the script was a little bit patchy and a bit repetitive, but there were moments where it really shone. A couple of in-jokes that I thought were really good. Um, and the scares were really effective. And that's really what you want if you're going to go and see a movie that is like this, which is a ghost story. Right. Uh, Dimitri, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I somewhat agree with you. I, I think that the, the scares work because of direction and cinematography. Uh, the director did a really fine job. Yeah. There was some great misdirects yeah. that you know that led to some really clever, great earned jump scares. That, to me, were, is where this movie is the most fun. Uh, it's set back by kind of a dopey script at times where characters say or they don't say things where under the circumstances, by all means, they would be saying the right thing and they're not going in the right place. Mm. That, to me, was was somewhat forgiven because of the way this movie looked. Look, the budget on this film, if it's over 10, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. It looked great. It looked really good. It was good. very, it, without being flashy or pretentious, and it had a good look to it, a good feel, and those jump scares you were talking about were very well earned. I thought it worked. It was a, I would put it, it's a fun horror movie. It's very fun. But it had it had the jump scares, but it also maintains the, an air of tension, which oh, so many movies don't. It's like, boom, scare, then it's a drop. Mm-hmm. Boom, scare, then it's a drop. It maintained that air of tension throughout some really dramatic moments. And it had some it had some decent humor, too. Which yes, let the well-placed, air, well-handled. Well-placed, which let some of the air out of that tension when needed to be. Uh, some, some good characters. It was really great to see Linda Cardellini. You know, and then uh, I just can't get... La 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 la, Yorona. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the, kid, the kids didn't annoy me. You know, no, the kids, the kids didn't kids annoy me, really, which is great. The, the kids were good. As, as most everybody was good, but they were stuck saying some things that were just dopey or doing things that just. 
with Dopey, and it could have fallen into cliche, but I think direction and cinematography yeah. is what really saved this While movie. using tropes, it didn't fall into cliches, and sometimes that's yeah. a very difficult line <clears throat> to do. So to be honest with you, I was um, it's one of the more solid interests, uh, entries. I in, think so. And obviously the, the guy who directed this has now gone on to do another in the series, which gives me gives me hope. And also mm-hmm. a writer was announced this week for The Nun 2. Uh, she's had great heritage in writing a lot mm-hmm. of uh, sort of fan-focused shows um, with some really interesting sort of fancy IP. So, you know, I think we're going to see I think with The Nun, we're going to see, like we saw with Annabelle, where the sequel, or prequel, is, is better is than better. the other one. Yeah. I so, agree. So, uh, A Curse of, of La Llorona, I would definitely say is something you should do. The very other thing, too, to we can't true. forget, too, is that the, the Latin American audience, this is a well-known folklore. My wife uh, told yeah. me about this. And uh, so, in behalf of her, I actually this is I had this curiosity, but I think the Latin American audience will really uh, gravitate towards Towards this I, I, I hope so. Yeah, um, I, I hope, hope so. Um, I mean, as I say, it's not a documentary, but talking of documentaries, uh, there it's is fun. a documentary out this week called Hail Satan, uh, which I got to see a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's about basically, I know we've got to wrap, so I'm aware of it. We don't have, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Um, it's basically a look at. Um, uh, Satanist, a satanic temple uh, in in the US in this modern age, and what it means to be a Satanist now. You know, yeah. after the uh, you know the the, the 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 kind of the imagery that we've been presented with previously. Uh, talk to the to the head of the satanic temple. Uh, it really is a really fascinating documentary. This is not a documentary about traditional satanism it is not a thing that is a tool for converting to satanism the things that are you've seen this as well i did yes the things that are said in this and the points that they make it's absolutely fascinating even if you're like i won't touch it because it's to do with the devil oh i agree i mean it's like you know just listening to some of the speeches and that they go on i mean like the idea of having the Ten Commandments and then wanting their, you know, their monument right next to it—I yeah. thought that was fascinating. Um, the, the the whole point that they're sticking sticking up for the other, the people yeah. who don't agree with the side—I <coughs> just right. thought it was it was really oddly fascinating. It's I watched really it last night. And it was, I, I couldn't believe how into it I was. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be surprised. I saw it at, a, at, a, at, a, at an industry event, uh, actually organized by KCRW, the, the station, mm. NPR station here in LA. And there were a lot of Satanists in the room. And I got to chat to them afterwards. And it really will adjust your, adjust your viewpoint on what it means to be. Uh, a Satanist in 2019, and this it's it's really fascinating, and it goes into a lot of American social history with the whole thing about the in God we trust and why that is now part of a doctrine here in the U.S. Scott. How about that? Fa- the thing was fascinating about the Ten Commandments movie, yeah. with Paramount with the stones. Let's not spoil no. that because oh, seriously, everybody was <laughs> like, "What?" Seriously, Hail Satan is getting a limited release in major cities yeah. at the moment. It's going to be uh, on streaming services very soon, I assume. If you get a chance to do this, Seriously, do check this yes, movie out. Yes. It is really, really worth... It's one of the most interesting documentaries I've seen. Uh, I've, I've spoken to the director and I've spoken to Lucian. I'm going to be putting a piece up on Forbes oh, over the okay, weekend. Cool. It's really, really interesting. Nice. Um, uh, seriously, <coughs> I, it absolutely blew my mind. Uh, guys, thank you so much. We've run out Thanks. of time again. Uh, uh, Dimitri, first of all, who are you? Where can we find you? Uh, Dimitri Panos right here on Meet the Movie. 
Movie Press at DMovies1701 and then uh, on Anatomy of a Movie that sometime real soon. It's great to be back. Thank you for having me. It's great to be in this show. Sure. Cool. Scott Menzel. You can find me at WeLiveEntertainment.com, Twitter, Instagram, the other Scott M. Thank you. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for taking part in the show. Thank you for watching. One final comment in the chat from Jenna James. I am Catholic. I am open to watching stuff and I'm Gucci on watching that. Seriously, Jenna, you will not regret it. Even if you don't agree with it, you will appreciate some of the viewpoints in there. Have a great whatever you're celebrating, whether it's Easter, whether it's Passover, whether it's nothing at all. You have a great weekend. Really appreciate <laughs> have it. Have a good weekend. Any Friday on Meet the Movie Press is a good Friday. <laughs> Take care, everybody. This is Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.